You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Seesaw. Hey, y'all, it is Ty. And this is Tino. And we're in Ephesians chapter 5 today. Wow. Dr. Love. And we've even coined it. <laughs> DR, Dr. Divine Romance. DR stands for Divine Romance. Yes. The initial. Yes. Yeah. And it's love. It's, this is the chapter is. This is what the romance is. It's the loving relationship between God and his people. And this is what this chapter is hitting here. Dr. Love. Oh, uh, that's, that's so ironic. I, <laughs> I remember we used to, man, we used to, to have so many appointments on this. We call it Dr. Love, Dr. Love. Yeah. The irony is today we're going to bring a special guest into the podcast. <laughs> and he actually is a real doctor. Yes. I'm real medical professional. Tina Matai, it's so good to be with you. Get to see you in this kind of intimate way again. My name is Rick Scatterday. I'm a physician serving one with the emphasis on serving one. I've been serving full time for approximately 24 years and I serve in my locality, church in Anaheim. I serve in the full time training along with the middle age training and the Boston Extension trainings. Lord Yes. He loves the topic of the divine romance. That's why we brought him in. And we had a rich time in this chapter with him. So we're hoping to share with you some of the things he spoke to us today. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? I mean, impressions early on bro, of this chapter. I mean, where's the romance here? You know, I think maybe a good way to start is to try to put in context what this chapter means to the entire Bible. Okay. Yeah. Here's Brother Rick Scatterday again. But Ephesians 5, of course, is the primary chapter that would come to the mind of most believers when we talk about uh, romance, divine romance, or God's desire to engage us in, in this way. I think we'd all agree that Ephesians may be considered the deepest book in the Bible, full of particular, wonderful, superlative revelations. But late in the book, you have chapter 5. And most expositors would say that chapter 5 is the peak of Ephesians. That's what uh, the Lord is after. That's what the Lord will present to himself. That's what will be the criterion for the wedding feast of the Lamb, the coming 1,000 years. That will be the status of the church in eternity. None of the other statuses of the church as the body in Ephesians are primary in eternity. It's the bride. So in this deepest book, the peak, the rising peak of this deepest book is chapter 5. So just in case you didn't know, there there are 1,189 chapters in the Bible. Did you catch that? 1,189 chapters. And we're talking about just one chapter. One. And this chapter is the chapter of the entire Bible. <laughs> the heart. Is the not no, it's not the heart. It is the heart of the heart. <laughs> I'm serious. Ephesians, with its six chapters, this book is the heart of the Bible. Yes. But Ephesians okay. chapter five is the heart of the heart. So this is where this chapter's at. Oh, wow. I'm at the very height of the revelation, of the vision of what the Bible is trying to show me. <laughs> and that is this chapter. Wow. When you look at chapter 5, on on the surface, it may not seem that impressive. That's what I'm thinking, bro. Verse 3, fornication, uncleanness, greediness. You know, Paul's saying us abstain from foolish talking, filthy jesting. I mean, let no one deceive you with vain words. It's kind of like, 
where is it? You know? Yeah, that's that's how he begins. He just starts with some basic relationship instruction. Don't have a relationship in fornication. Right. Verse Don't three. have a relationship just foolish talking or filthy jesting. Yeah. Verse four. Don't let anyone deceive you with vain words. Yes. Verse six. Uh, he says in verse seven, do not be partakers with them. Right. Don't get involved with people who are in darkness. Yeah. See. So he's dealing with basic instructions about how to have proper relationships here. And this is not just good for a Christian. This is really good for any human being. Mm -hmm. And then eventually he moves on and he gets to maybe the most fundamental, most vital relationship that is a fabric of society. And that is marriage. the relationship, yeah, <laughs> the relationship of wow. a man and a woman in marriage. Yeah. And Paul talks about this. Wow. Again, listen to what Brother Rick Scatty says. The human marital relationship roughly, coarsely, points to the sublime, eternal relationship of, of God and his people, Christ and the church. That what God is after on the bridge of time is a romantic relationship. And that that romantic relationship is known to the reader of the Bible through common human experience. None of us haven't had an experience of romance. And many of us are, are married and, and we've, we have marital experience, spousal experience. Through that, we can begin, begin to trace the reality that casts that shadow as a body that corresponds to that in fullness. We can begin, we can begin to understand. So in the middle of talking about this, he unveils the greatest operation in the universe that is going on. The greatest operation in the universe yes. is unveiled in this fellowship about marriage. <laughs> Which is, I mean, if you talk about marriage, you should talk about daily life, right? That's what marriage is. Marriage is like, yeah, welcome to the human life, right? I mean, eventually you're born, you get educated, and at some point you get married. Mm. That's like really what everybody's going to do. And that's going to occupy a good chunk of your life, your married life. And that, and from that, you build a family, you have a place to live, you know, you have kids, you, you know, you, you plan for your future and then you go on. And Paul, saying in the middle of all this what looks like ordinary daily life there is another divine operation that's going on mm. and this is the operation this is what god is going after listen to this we realized that what he wanted was to engage us in an ongoing progressively more intimate and fulfilling and joyous mutual communication with him not displacing our common daily responsibilities but enfolding bringing them in involving them in like experience to where for the life of said christian there's nothing boring there's nothing routine there's nothing that's there's nothing that's not romantic there's nothing that's not relationship involved when you dive deeper into this topic, this divine romance shows us three things. It shows us, one, what kind of relationship God intends to have with marriage. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Two, it shows us how we can experience Christ in this relationship. Okay. And finally, three, it shows us what is the final issue of this relationship, meaning what will eventually happen to us. <laughs> As I am in this relationship with Christ, what's going to happen to me? Something and, awesome. Something awesome. Something glorious. Yes. And you see that all here in this this chapter yes wow and this represents the very thing god is doing throughout all the ages even today yes so let's talk about the first one yes so the kind of relationship that god intends to have with man is this a divine romance and i just love this word romance because you know the word romance is in the bible but so many verses show you this like you know he's courting us he's drawing us verses like that or mm. you know he 
that's 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 the kind of relationship God wants. Is is one not of you know God is not our ruler, right? Which He is. Yeah, He's our head, which yeah. He is. Mm-hmm. He's our life and a father. But the banner, the banner, the banner <laughs> of our relationship with Christ is love. Love the atmosphere, yes. the theme, <laughs> the model, the description, and everything that the Lord is doing, and how he, God wants to relate with us. Whether He's correcting us, whether He's disciplining us, yeah. whether He's transforming us or conforming us it's with the banner of love it is that's right it is under the umbrella of love okay eventually the overall theme of everything that god is doing and operating with us and how he's relating to us and how we interact with him it is in an atmosphere of love mm. it has an aroma of love yes it has a sweetness of love so that's what the divine romance shows up what a god everything <laughs> god is doing with us is in love wow. right that's, yes. i mean wow that's just that's amazing he shows us in love I mean, we could stay on this for yeah. so many. <laughs> Dr. Love. Dr. Love. Okay. And so because it's this Whoa. theme of love, this experience of love, then we know, okay, now that I know this is how God desires to relate to me yeah. and I should relate to him. How to experience. Yeah. Then, then now I know, you know how to experience him. Right. Yeah. And Paul likens it to a couple here, to husband and wife. So what does that mean? That means, well, we relate to him first and foremost by loving him. Yes. We need first and foremost to love the Lord. I mean, that's that's marriage. Yeah. <laughs> you have to love the other person, right? It's not an arranged assignment. Yeah, you need to love him. A relationship of love, intimacy, yeah, affection. Yeah, nice. And we need to enjoy him. We need to appreciate him. Yes. If you think about like a relationship between two people, as people fall in love, what's happening to them? They're getting to know each other. Yeah. Actually, the more they get to know each other, the more they start to fall in love with each other. And <laughs> yeah. they love, they enjoy being together. They appreciate the other person that's what it means to be in love to be in a relationship with another person yeah and eventually they get married yeah and so this shows us that this is what the lord wants he wants us to love him he wants us to enjoy him right. to appreciate him and even in that having daily conversations having daily yeah couples talk <laughs> about the the most intimate details yes <laughs> conversationalist with the lord yeah right just i mean when you're when so you're cool. talking to the lord you may think i'm just having a conversation with him you have to realize you're talking to Lord is a an experience of the divine romance. Wow. <laughs> when you are enjoying the Lord, when you're exercising your spirit to enjoy the Lord, when you're reading the word and enjoying the Lord, you have to realize that is an experience of the divine romance. Enjoying him, opening to him. Yes. Loving him, appreciating him. That is under the umbrella of the divine romance. So sweet. Okay, so. here let me tell you, here's another one. You know, one thing couples do, they fight. <laughs> when you get married, you will have your best fights with your spouse. <laughs> Okay, if you're not married, if you're not married yet, then you haven't had the best fights yet. Whoa. But the best fights come after you get married. Okay, Ar- the arguing, right? Mm. The back and forth. Right. Well, you know, to be honest, sometimes this is part of our like, relationship with the Lord. There's some going back and forth, some wrestling, okay? huh? some wrestling, <laughs> some arguing. Yeah, those are experiences of the divine romance. Because you don't, you don't argue and fight with people you don't love. Yeah. Not that kind of fight. Not that. <laughs> so this shows us all. All these experiences that we think are isolated. Oh, I'm exercising my spirit. I'm just talking to the Lord. I'm praying right now. I'm calling on him. I'm contacting him. We used to think of these as just isolated experiences. You know, Whoa. certain ex- spiritual exercises, spiritual activities. Yes. But in this light, they're all part of the divine romance. That in doing this, we are actually fulfilling the divine romance with Christ.
right? That's right. And then finally, here's the best part. Uh Uh-oh, the best part? In having this kind of relationship where God is operating in us and we are experiencing Him, we're not going to stay the same. We don't stay the same. Something will happen to us. There's an issue from this. There's a final result. Well, can I read this first? Yes. Verse 27, that He might present the church to Himself glorious, not having spark or wrinkle or any such things, but this, but that she would be holy and without blemish. Okay. This is amazing. <laughs> the only person in the universe that the you only can one. describe That's right. as holy and without blemish is God himself. God himself. But here, Paul is saying that the church, the bride, will Whoa. be come holy and without blemish. Meaning, something will happen to her so that she will match God. She will match God. <laughs> in the experience of the divine romance, what God is wanting to do is he is reproducing himself into man. Wow. That through our loving him, yes. through our appreciating him, through our enjoying him, through our conversation, everything. All of that. All of these activities. Wow. Through what God is operating in us, through how we experience him, through the relating to one another and back and forth, that all of this eventually causes us to become holy and without blemish. <laughs> it causes us to become more like Christ. Wow. We match God more and more. Yes. This is the operation in the universe. Yes. That's why this chapter is at the very top. It is touching the core of what God is trying to do. That's his operation. He is trying to get yes. us to become like him. Yes. Because yes. finally, when that happens, what is he going to do? <laughs> present the church to himself. He's going to present the church to himself. Glorious. He's going to say, <laughs> he listen, he's going to say, finally. Finally. Now, this is bone of my bones, right? Flesh, flesh of, of my, my flesh. flesh. This is exactly what Adam said when he saw Eve. He yes. said, finally, bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. I found my match. Yes. Now I can be joined to you. Yes. And listen, it's not a small thing that Paul actually brings us this verse here in Tisha <laughs> 5. He goes right back to Genesis 2 and he pulls the verse in. The two shall be one flesh. Yeah, he says here, he says, for this <laughs> cause wow. shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife and the two shall be one flesh. The verse before that is, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And then Paul says, but wait, but wait. Okay? I'm not just talking about the human experiences that have been going on for a thousand years, the very fabric of human society. Yeah. I'm talking about the very core, the real heartbeat of the universe, the real fabric of existence and reality, which is that God desires to be joined to man. Yes. This is the greatest mystery in the entire universe. Wow. Christ and, in the And church. the only way for God to be joined to man is that there needs to be some kind of divine operation. Right. Not just on God's side, but also also, our participation in this experience that will result in an issue will cause something to happen so that God would gain a group of people that would match him to the point <laughs> that God can say, yes, to this one, I can totally be joined to. That's amazing. I can join myself to this. Yes. And Paul says, I'm not talking about husband and wife here. I'm talking about the greatest mystery. Let me remind you. I'm talking about Christ and the church. Yes. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
That's the issue. That's the issue. All those kisses we give the Lord, all those conversations we're having, even those fights we may have with Lord wrestling with something in our daily life, those issue in this, us being made, his reproduction yes. to match him. To match him. The Holy One is making us holy That's day right. by day, yeah. loving him, yeah. opening him. Yeah. That's his operation. Yeah. That's his heart. Yeah. That's his essential yeah. work. What, what more can God give us than to cause us to be the same as he is? To offer his life and his nature to us wow. his expression and his glory <laughs> what more <laughs> what more what 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 higher nothing no i mean god is offering what? us the very best which is himself yes but this is not just some kind of like cold you know um what's the word mechanical mm. operation no it's under an atmosphere of love <laughs> of warmth of cherishing of nourishing of two parties who care for each other who want to be together it's a romance romance god accomplishes his goal by romance, by romance. bro <laughs> What a person. Like, like this kind of experience. The sweetest, the warmest, the most loving, the most enjoyable kind of experiences that we can have. And it's not just so that, oh, this is great. This is yeah. wonderful. I love this. This is the warmest thing I've ever touched. It's doing something. It's operating something to cause us to become holy without blemish. To cause us to match God. Yes. Amen. Amen. This is Ephesians chapter 5. This is Dr. Love. <laughs> Divine Rome. Ephesians So the cry is in Ephesians 5 that we would go from the urging, which is please notice that the divine revelation is to point out God is after a comprehensive, all-inclusive, personal, intimate, and romantic relationship with us that we would annex, that we would bring ourselves into, that we would sustain. And then the outcry is, We'll realize that Ephesians 5 talks about the divine words would enter into it and evaluate every day as how effectively and how significantly we've progressed in our personal experience in being those who not only know that the Bible reveals the divine words, but who, who live in the midst of it. Sin came in to ruin me.
Thank you. 